Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction and hopefully a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer. I'm excited about this special Mother's Day podcast. I have two of my favorite moms here. I have my wife, Krista. Uh, Thanks for being here. It's good to be here today. And then I have my daughter, Vanessa. Vanessa, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having us. And so we're going to talk a little bit about being a mom. And so uh, hopefully, Vanessa, you won't have a lot of criticism with your mom sitting right there. <laughs> but uh, but we'll we'll see we'll see how this, we'll see how this goes. And so, um, Vanessa, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, just as we give us an idea of you're a mom. Who are you a mom of? How long have you been a mom? You know, give us give us the picture. Okay. So obviously, my mom is Krista, and I am the mother to Jordan Samuels. She's um, just about three, almost three and a half years old at this point. Um, Yeah. So you've been a mom for three and a half years. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard to believe. It is. It feels like forever and no time at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's all going what day and and what's going on. Absolutely. (laughs) I get it. I get it. And and so Krista, give us a picture of, you know, how long you've been a mom and who you're a mom of and all right, so I have to do some math, which means I have been a mom for 26 years, 27. Jeez, I lost a year. I wish you guys could see that as my daughter was going, one more, go up one more age. Well, I'll be 27 this year. Okay, so. oh, good. I thought it was 26. Yeah. All right. 27 um, is of this July. Yes. And then Jacob Cooper, which is, he will be 24 then, mm-hmm. and William, who will be 19 this year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have two grandkids. Uh, obviously, we have Jordan, who's three and a half, and then uh, Liam, who's my older boy's uh, son, and he is one and a half about, right? Yep. Yeah, my goodness. And uh, so I, let's start with, with talking about what, what surprised you the most um, in your motherhood journey. And, and uh, Krista, we'll start with you. Like, what, what, what 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 was most surprising, or what has been most surprising? You got more years on you than Vanessa, but what has been more most surprising for you? I think the hardest thing that no one talks about because you always are so, you know, focused on those years when they're little, and everybody talks about how hard that is, but um, nobody prepares you for how hard it is to be a mom of teenagers and adult kids. Um, that's very surprising to me. I just thought, you know, it's like they get older, they get more independent, and you're just going to kind of slide right into, you know, it's like almost not your job is done, but it should be easier. But um, it's definitely got its challenges as well and its rewards. Vanessa, how about you? I would say you just can never be fully prepared. There's just always questions and things that come up where you're like, why did no one tell me about this? Or how did we get here right now? What's happening? Um, And so that has been so surprising because I am one who loves to be prepared. Um, And so I feel like I did a bunch of research before coming to mom. You did a ton of reading. Yeah, like all these reading and books. And even still, you know, just so many questions pop up. But again, like I can echo that. And um, all of those hard moments are so worth it because of all of those beautiful moments that you get. Yeah, no matter how many parenting books you read, um, your child probably doesn't fit exactly in any of them. No. Like every child is unique. Yeah. 
you know, and I say you got one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, but Chris, you've had three. And so talk to me about sort of the diff, not the differences in them, but how, so you have, you have your first, Vanessa was our oldest, is our oldest. And then you have Jake and Will, you know, talked about how your, your mothering of them uh, had to change for each child. Well, the first one, you know, you don't have any experience. And so you're kind of like fly by the seat of your <laughs> pants kind of thing. Um, so I feel like, you know, you have a lot of good friends. You have people that, you know, you talk to, books you read. Then the second one, you're like, okay, I can do this. I've done this before. Um, but you don't realize, I mean, you do know that they're going to be different, but you don't realize how different they are and how that um, – you're going to have to parent differently because what worked for the first one isn't necessarily going to work what, what um, for the second one and the third one. Um, you know, they're all just so differently and they respond so differently to different things. And so um, it definitely has its challenges, but um, also it's great rewards because, you know, same thing. They're, um, they're great successes and their gift mix is rewarding each in its own way as well. Yeah, I remember, um, you know, you talk about the different ages and all that too is, you know, you have your third and you definitely have had a couple others that you quote unquote practiced on, right? I right. mean, and I remember Will did something one time and he, um, I think he was 16 and he came in and told me and, and I handled it in a way that I probably handled it a whole lot better than I would have with the first two. Uh, because of experience. And he actually said to me, thank you for handling it like that. And I said, well, you should go thank your brother and sister for that. Because, <laughs> you know, over time, you just learn what's important and what's not and become a little more patient and and, and work through those things. So it is, it is an interesting uh, journey that way. Um, talk to me a little bit about culture. Uh, you know, so we, we uh, our youngest, like you said, is going to be turning 19 uh, this coming June. Um, and, and so we, you know, there, there's quite a bit of difference between when we raise kids and when Vanessa, you're now raising, um, uh, Jordan. Um, so Crystal, we'll start with you, but talk to me about the challenges that culture has, has presented as you're trying to raise your children and to up in a Christian home. I definitely think, um, technology has probably been the biggest challenge, um, and it wasn't so huge when my kids, you know, it was just starting to become a big thing when my kids were little. Um, but, you know, even from the time Vanessa and then that span of will, that eight years, um, it was amazing the difference in how technology changed our society, our world, what we do, um, and that kind of thing. And just, you know, stepping aside to say, no, you know, we're going to put that away or we're going to focus on being outside, we're going to invest in each other, um, that kind of thing, um, I think is probably one of the biggest things. Um, and what you see in the screens and things like that also plays so much. The conversations that I might have had to have with Vanessa are totally different than what I would have had to have with Will about different relationships and um, that kind of thing. And so, man, it's just changing at the speed of light. And to have to keep up with that and really be intentional about it is um, it really is hard. It takes a lot of time. And, um, you, you know, you just have to really, again, be intentional with it. How about you, Vanessa? Yeah. Um, 
technology is so different than when I grew up. And so, like, I had a track phone to start, and that was very normal. That's not really a thing anymore. So growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, my kids are going to start with track phones, and that will help limit certain things or monitor certain things, and that's not true anymore. Um, You know, even when you have this access technology, I mean, Jordan has a tablet now. She's three years old. We only let her use it on the potty right now for (laughs) potty training purposes, but still, I definitely did not have that. Um, growing up, if it wasn't even a possibility. Um, and so just, yeah, continually being aware of what's happen- happening culturally, um, what's normal for some of these kids. Some of these kids grow up dependent upon tablets and phones in elementary school and um, just recognizing what is the norm culturally. And then as Christian parents, how are we going to respond to that new normalcy? Because it's unknown territory for me and Ryan, Um so you just, yeah, I think you're continually evaluating what's happening and then how we as Christians can respond to that in a loving and mature way. I can remember thinking when the kids would want to watch SpongeBob. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it was like my radar was off. And I'm like, wow, if that's the only thing I had to contend with these days, <laughs> you know, like, would yeah. be so easy. But like that was it, you know, um, and, and so things have just really um, snowballed from that. Yeah. And I would say there's some good too. Like we don't have um, cable. We only have streaming services. I mean, since college, Ryan and I have never had cable. It's just something we came to live without. And now we're (laughs) independent upon the streaming services. But there's some beauty to that too, because we can be like, oh no, we can't watch that show or that show's not even available to us. And so there is, I think, the ability to be able to monitor some of that a little bit more um, than maybe you guys had where you didn't have any options. It was just what was on, and that was kind of it. And if there wasn't anything good on, then, you know, that was also it. So there's, I think, good and bad as we continue to grow as a culture um, too. And so, again, it's just navigating that in terms of our foundation being Christianity. Yeah, and I think, you know, as 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 Christians, yeah, alone as Christian parents, I mean, every generation of, of Christian since mm-hmm. the time of Christ um, has had to contend with the culture, yeah, and 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 try to help their kids make wise decisions. As you're hoping they make a decision to follow Christ, just because they're in a Christian home doesn't mean you know. Just yeah. because you're a Christian parent doesn't mean your child's going to choose Christ. Yeah, and so you're trying to present Christ in a way that's a, that's. And both attractive and real. Yeah, this is what it means to follow the Lord, and and every generation has had its challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree. I think technology is a is a newer challenge, and it's becoming much more difficult because it's everywhere. It, it's 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 all consuming in some ways in our culture. Um, but I wouldn't think it would be easy to be a parent either. Uh, you know, in the, in during the time of the Roman Empire, yeah, with all the things that were happening around there, and there's parts of the world that have their unique challenges. And so, you know, we don't we don't want to overstate yeah. the fact that the challenges we have are the worst challenges that have ever existed. I don't think so. I don't even think they're the worst challenges in the world, but they are significant challenges. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it, it, what role has the church played? And Vanessa, I'll start with you. What role as a church, what is it playing in you and your parenting? Hmm. I mean, I know that you not only um, are a ministry partner in our children's ministry here, um, but, you know, obviously Jordan is coming every week. Yeah. Um, and, and so what, what role does, and you're in a small group, you lead a small group, and so all those type of things, what role does that play in your parenting? 
Yeah. Um, well, I can just start to highlight that I had great examples, and that helps tremendously. So, um, like you guys, we were always in church, and part of that is because of the roles. You know, obviously, Dad, you being a pastor, we just naturally were always. I don't in know church. if I like the way you just. I'm said just that. saying. Just saying. <laughs> you know, there is some ease in the sense to that, but even like youth group and things like that, we yeah. were like, we don't miss those things because this is important in our life, and that's something that Ryan and I have carried on. Like, we're not going to make excuses to miss a Sunday because it's so easy to fall into that temptation that this is our day off, we get to relax, and there's beauty in that. But as Christians, we're supposed to put God first, and that means going to church, right, and being a part of that church body, because there's just things that you can't get elsewhere. Um, The community and the support that we get by going to church and being in a small group, and for Jordan to be able to have that time with other kids her age and other people pouring into her, those are things you just can't get anywhere else um, in the you know, a very real sense. And so it definitely has helped us. Um, We're able to talk to other parents that have kids similar in age um, and, you know, get guidance from them. Um, I remember after Jordan was born, I had a bad experience with nursing and my blood sugar was really low. And there was another mom in the church who gave me this beautiful care package of um, items to help me, you know, in nursing and making sure that I was taking care of myself um, you know, just that support that is so needed, especially when you're just starting out as parents, I, we've been able to get through our church body. And uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything, for sure. Krista, how about you? Well, I can definitely, I speak to when the kids were little, um, my goodness, just the camaraderie. And there was, um, when we first moved up to Rice Lake, you know, the two older ones were in school and Will was a baby. And um, there was a lot of things going on with him health-wise, and just um, I started going to a mom's group, and I met some really great people um, that became really good friends. In fact, um, one of them was um, Jacob's wife's mom. So, <laughs> so that worked um, out I, well. That worked out really well. <laughs> um, so that was kind of cool that you need, I've known her that long. Um, and um, I just remember two um, small groups um, we would have. I think that at one point we had twice as many kids in our small yeah. group as we did adults. Yeah, we adults. used to joke if they only knew the, the power they had in numbers, yes. we would be in trouble. Yes. But it was great. I can remember sitting around the table um, even, you know, then the kids were more um, middle school age, you know, those tween ages, and even just having conversations about, um, you know, things that their kids were dealing with and our kids were dealing with and being able to just kind of sort that out and pray for each other. And um, the church has just played a huge impact on – um, my role as a parent and as a mom, for sure, I w- wouldn't, you know, have the tools in my toolbox yeah. if it wasn't for that. Yeah. You know, I, I laughed. Uh, I laugh when I when I go up to the children's ministry and I see a parent who's having, you know, some difficulty with their child, not, not wanting to go into nursery, and we've all dealt with that. If you if you've been a part of church and dropping them off, and you know, they're 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 just now something new to them, and and I said, yeah, we went through that with our first two. And uh, they said, oh, you have two. And I have three. Uh, and I think of Will, who we would drop him off at nursery, and he would start crying, and the head usher, Cy, um, would go get him. <laughs> and as he was going around doing his ushering duties, you would see him carrying Will. Will never went to nursery, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> no, he, you know, he, he was dropped off and just, <laughs> just was babied, you know, with, with him and Cy, his buddy. And you'd see them over there. They'd be eating something or, you know, whatever. But... But uh, how imp- how important that was, and what what a neat relationship they developed over time too, um, and uh, being able to associate 
uh, church was just a fun place. Yeah. And, you know, talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, um, I can say this because Jordan will never listen to this podcast. Probably she might, but uh, she, 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 my granddaughter, she showed up. She went to hang out, and we thought that wouldn't be a good idea during the podcast. But um, one of the things we said is she just loves being on the Canandaigua campus here. Yeah, I mean, she just loves uh, coming and being a part of church. Yeah, and, and talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh goodness, she does. She loves it here so much. Um, and it's not just like the physical place, yeah. right? I mean, it's obviously cool to play with different toys and everything, but it's the people, you know? Um, like I said, uh, we don't do um, daycare. Thankfully, that's not something we have to navigate at this point. So really, the only time she sees other kids her age is here at church. So she has all these friends. And um, if you see her in between services, she's probably playing with her friends because she doesn't really care to hang out with Ryan or I during that time. (laughs) And she'll ask us. She'll be like, can I go play with my friends? And she just loves that community here for sure. Um, But then as a mom, I love seeing all the adults and everyone around pouring into her. She's got amazing leaders in her nursery and two's room um, that are praying over her and teaching her about Jesus. Um, She started praying at bedtime. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but that's okay. It's just the habit and learning it. And, you know, she'll say very boldly that Jesus is in my heart and I know who Jesus is. And as a mother, especially a Christian mother, that's all you can hope for, right, is that they're starting to get some of those foundational practices um, of Christianity at such a young age. So she's going to have that foundation forever now. Um, and it's because she loves this place so much and the people here love her so much. So what – Chris, I'll start with you because you have, again, you know, just a little bit more experience in Vanessa and this. And Vanessa, I'll go to you to give you some time to think about it. But, you know, there, there are obviously times we don't want to tell our kids stories, but there's been times in, in our parenting um, where there's been challenges. I mean, big challenges, you know. And what, what, what pulled you through that time? I mean, besides me, of course, as your husband. But, <laughs> whoa, that laughter was way too quick. Uh, but you know, what 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 really pulled you through those times to be able to 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 really uh, have hope? I I mean, it's the people. Because let me let me just stop you there. Uh, Even though I'm the lead pastor of Crosswinds, and many of you who are maybe new to the faith or something, you might think that oh, our homes have to be perfect. Then they're just as real as yours. And the challenges that we face are just as real as the challenges you face, trust me. And so with that, speak into that, Chris. Yeah. You know, and the challenges aren't specific to a certain child or a certain <laughs> a certain age. Like there's challenges with every age. And um I would have to say, you know, of course your your time with God or your, you know, your time you spend in, in the word is is definitely an anchor, but it's the it's the people. Um, I can remember, you know, specific people taking time to listen to me when my heart was in a hundred pieces because I had no idea where to go and what to do with what was going on, or just it it didn't even, you know, have to be a word that they said. I was just walking alongside. You know, I think about, I know I've shared this before, and I, I know Will wouldn't mind me saying this, but you know, with his medical challenges, especially when he was a baby. For those who don't know who was born with a bilateral cleft lip and palate. And so he's had multiple surgeries and other things mm-hmm. that to help uh, correct that. Yeah. And so he um, – so, you know, when we lived in Wisconsin, we would take two-hour trips, you know, sometimes three or four times a month to go see his doctors. and That's um, just driving time. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, just a woman that would go 
just go with me. She'd get in the car and she would drive with me and um, just be there with me when, you know, Craig couldn't be there if um, that was the case. And so, you know, just people, um, you know, and I think that that is so important. And I think sometimes we underestimate um, the vulnerability of being real about what's going on with our kids and our parenting because it's humbling. It really is. And, um, but you can't, grow and you can't move forward if you aren't honest with yourself and with somebody else to help you walk that journey. And, and we've been blessed to be a part of churches, I mean, that have been real, I mean, real places. I mean, you know, where where um, there was an understanding that we're all growing in Christ, which means we're all still growing in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with our shortcomings, challenges, you know, we had people, have always had people around us who we felt comfortable just sharing the truth. And having them help us, and I, I think that's 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 part of what the enemy would like to do. I think with parents, and since this is Mother's Day with mothers, is to make them think, well, you can't be honest with anybody because if they know this, imagine what they're going to think about you. And, and really, probably more times than not, they'll go, well, thank God because I've been challenged in that too. You know, thanks for being open. I mean, there's something powerful about being open with one another and being in a trusting community. And I think that's it's key. You're not going to share everything with everybody, but you got to have someone you trust to, to come alongside you and and be able to talk these things out and pray for one another and get godly counsel from. Yeah. How about you, Vanessa? Yes. I can echo a lot of those same things. Community is definitely huge. Um, I would say, too, I'm so blessed to have my parents here. Um, Obviously, you guys didn't have that. We were always far away from, you know, your parents, my grandparents. Um, So you relied so heavily on the community aspect. Um, But I would just say having godly parents close by is such a help. I mean, we lived with you guys for the first two years of Jordan (laughs) being born. So like any question we had, we literally could just walk upstairs and be like, hey, I don't know what's going on right now, but I need your help. (laughs) So, um, but again, it's that support piece, but not just any support. It's support that comes from Christ, right? So God uses us um, to help others. And so I know that when I ask you guys questions or anyone in the church body, it's not just their own opinions per se, right? It's Christian-founded biblical um, opinions that they're going to hopefully relate to me. Um, and I think that's a big piece of it too. I'm not just going anywhere for answers. I mean, I can Google nowadays anything I have a question about. That's not the point. The point is that I'm finding answers and people that have modeled, you know, greatly in those hard times, um, people that I can trust and people that I know are going to point me back to the Lord. Yeah, and I, you know, going back to, to culture and challenges and all those things, um, the reality of it is, you know, we can either let culture steer our parenting mm-hmm. or let the Lord in His Word, yeah. steer through His Word, steer our parenting. And so, um, Krista, talk to me a little bit about that, you know, the, the role that God has played over the years in, in you being a mom and now a grandmom and you know, uh, you're a kindergarten teacher. And so it's not that you necessarily can um, outwardly share the gospel in school, but you're a role model to those children. So what role does God play in you as a parent, grandparent, and and really as a, as a role model to some kids who are looking up to you every day? Um, I think that just trying to, you know, be loving, to remember, um, you know, when I walk through the doors of whoever, whatever child I'm you know, interacting with, um, you know, to be kind and loving, um, 
to be peaceful. I think that's, you know, to create an environment that just is peaceful. Um, when you have questions, to be able to answer them and take time just to, you know, walk them through whatever challenges it is that they they have. And it's, it is an opportunity um, to pray over them. Um, I think you can't underestimate that enough. Uh, I think um, for sure I love the opportunity uh, to pray for the grandbabies as I'm putting them for, to bed. It might not be every night, you know, it's <laughs> sometimes just once a week, but just, you know, pray that they find Jesus early on in their life and that they serve them, you know, serve him for their whole life. Um, and then to be able to bear witness to that at some point in their life is, you know, see that to fruition will be just a joy as I've been able to watch my own kids with that too. You know, I remember one time somebody asked me like, what is, what would be the greatest thing that you could say you had accomplished in your life? And I said, you know, nothing to me is more important than to see my kids walk with Jesus. And, um, you know, nothing else matters. That's what I want the most. And so just to be able to reflect that with kindness and love and patience and um, prayer is what I'd like to do. How about you, Vanessa? Can you repeat the question again? Yeah, just, you know, what role does, does God and, and his word pl- uh, play in your, your parenting? Yeah, I would say that's the foundation of my parenting, right? So God, like, it's in the Bible. He commands parents to instruct kids in his ways and his words. So as a parent, that's my goal. That's my only goal is to be a good model, to disciple them, to get them plugged into church, um, to pray that they find, you know, salvation and um, lay that foundation for them. Um, You know, that's all I can do as a parent. I can't I can't make choices for them. Um, I know that I'm going to mess up as a parent, and I know Jordan's going to mess up as a child, and that's okay because God's not asking me to be a perfect parent. He's not asking her to be a perfect child. He's just asking that um, we lay this foundation for her and that she can build upon it. So, you know, when I when I just hear you, both of you talking and, and the reason I was excited about you being here is because I, I, I do say you're two of my favorite moms. Uh, I get to watch very closely and see your love for God and your love for your kids and Christopher, your grandkids. And, you know, I just hear over and over again just the importance of saying, number one, we're, we're to stand up for our kids. Um, community is important. God is central. And the greatest thing we can pass on uh, is is uh, an understanding of who God is, and hopefully that they'll receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. Is that, is that fair to say? I mean, Absolutely, yeah. That it, you know, really, that it all centers around those things, and and, and how important that is. So let, let me ask you both. Um, you know, it, it's it's a Mother's Day episode. It's a Friday before Mother's Day. You know, people may be listening to this later. And by the way, if you're not a mom and you're listening to this, there's a ton of stuff. Hopefully, you you've you've still taken from this. I know, just as a dad, I'm taking a ton of ton of uh, good insight here. Um, but what would be like one last word of advice or comment or final whatever you would say to the moms who are listening to this? Some moms are. Are, are expecting moms. Uh, some are spiritual moms, right? So they're listening to it, and they, they may not have any biological children, but they have spiritual children yeah. who they're pouring into. Um, some are, are maybe going through one of those times where you both have talked about where it's difficult. And and so what would what would you say? I mean, there's a whole group. You can pick whichever one or to all of them. What would you say to them? And uh, I'll go to, to Vanessa first, and then Krista, I'll give you, give you that final word. I would say... Um... 
that it, it starts with you. So you need to make prayer essential in your life. You need to make church essential in your life. You need to make reading the Bible essential to your life. And then everything else is going to follow. Um, because what you model, your kid sees. I can still remember waking up and my mom um, doing her devotions, and she would always make sure she finished her devotions before we started the day. And that has always been an impact in my mind, which has allowed me to, you know, model that again. And hopefully Jordan sees that in me. And so um, really, you know, start with with what you can do and everything else is going to follow. And I'd also add, if you're not in a small group, get in a small group. Um, They can be uncomfortable at first because it's all new people. You don't know what to expect, but they're great. Um, And it's really going to help you form that community even faster in a church body. Krista? Oh, man. That's such a hard (laughs) hard question. (laughs) To Um, narrow it down to one thing. Right. I think, you know, I think... We can share a couple. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be hard on yourself. Um, give yourself grace. Um, God forgives you. God gives... He shows us... He's, you know, look to Him as the perfect model. Um, your relationship with Him is, is how you should see your relationship with your kids as far as um, you giving yourself grace um, for the mistakes that you make and giving them grace for the mistakes that they they make. Um, he loves you in spite of everything. You love them in spite of anything that could go go on. Um, I think God gives us the perfect, you know, picture of being able to see what parenting is like by. The, the way that he loves us. And so if we can just remember that and lean into that, then um, you're going to be successful. And, you know, just just love your kids. You know, make them, make them feel in, important and model um, exactly what you, you want them to be. Um, like Vanessa said, it starts with you. Yeah, and I would just say, you know, first of all, Krista, thank you so much for being such a great mom and grandmom yes. to, you know, mom to our kids and, and grandmom to our to our grandkids. And Vanessa, what a privilege it is as your dad to, to watch you with Jordan. And I would put a shout out there to my daughter-in-law, Kira, yes. and, and what a great mom she is to, uh, to my uh, grandson, Liam. Um, what what a joy it is to see that generational um, growth uh, of just uh, our family. And what a, what a privilege that is, and I'm sure the challenges that that'll come from that. Uh, that's a whole nother episode to talk about the fact that you think you're protective for your kids. Wait until the grandkids come, and all of a sudden, <laughs> my goodness, uh, that amps up a hundred percent. But thank you both for being here. I hope uh, those of you who are listening have found this encouraging. Uh, if I have any uh, words to say to you, and I'm not going to speak as a mom, I can't speak to that, but I can certainly speak to a dad and someone who who has uh, had a mom who definitely uh, poured her love into me. Um, you matter. You matter. You're, you're, you're important to God. You're important to your kids. And if you're a caregiver, you say, well, I'm not a mom, but I'm a kid. You're important. You matter. And, and for every single um, person who may be listening to this who's a part of our kids' ministry here, you matter. You matter to the parents, you matter to the caregivers, you matter to those children. What you does matters to God, and who you are matters to God. And so it's just important that that we do life together with the Lord and one another. 
Uh, it, it's 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 why uh, I believe so strongly in, in the local church because the local church isn't a building; it's people. It's us. And we're called to do life with Christ, and we're called to do life with each other in Christ. And so what what a privilege it is to, to be a part of a church here at Crosswinds that believes that, who daily lives it. And uh, and so what a, what a privilege it is to, to see right now, actually, um, my family still a part of, of this church and has, has a, you know, still making an impact on, on my home. Uh, what a privilege that is. Well, I just want to encourage you, uh, join me next week as we uh, continue this podcast journey. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and seeing this po- these podcasts as being worth your time and investment. Uh, remember, uh, check out uh, crosswinds.church. That's where you'll find out all things about this podcast and all things Crosswinds. That's crosswinds.church. For now... Happy Mother's Day, by the way, a little early to all your moms. But for now, for the rest of you and for everyone else, be blessed and bless others. Mm